This podcast is a presentation of Gateway Fellowship, Paulsville, Washington. Experience community, find hope. Check us out at gatewayfellowship.com. Um, let me ask you, good morning, everybody. The sun is shining and there's no snow. Now, uh, for you, those of you who want snow, I'm sorry, but I'm the guy who prays no snow, okay? I like it if it stays and it's really, really cold, but I'm glad that you're here today. Glad that you're joining us online this morning from wherever you are. Thank you very much. Let me ask you a question. How many have a Christmas snow globe? No, uh, yeah, snow, snow globe, right? That's, isn't that right? Yeah, okay, Christmas snow globe, and so you set those out, and so it's been a long time since I've actually peered into one, but what do you do when you peer into a snow globe, right? Just think about it, like, you're like, well, that's really cool, and maybe you even imagine kind of being in that space, right? Is it, because usually, snow globes represent something really, really peaceful, I think, you know, like, like, you don't see, you know, you just see really cool stuff, and you go like, Man, if that was my home or that was the scene I was in. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a, a few moments and imagine with me a scene that brings you a great sense of peace, okay? So lock that in right now. Just start doing that in, in this moment, even online in your home. What scene kind of brings you this sense of peace, okay? Maybe you kind of kind of peer into that imaginary snow globe this morning. You go like, this is it right here. And what happens is like your heart rate begins to, it doesn't stop, because that would be really bad, um, but it really begins to kind of decline a little bit, maybe your blood pressure goes down a little bit, and you go like, wow, this is really, this is really a place of peace for me, and man, this feels, feels good. So Jen and I, we have a, a couple of YouTube channels, a number of YouTube channels that we follow, and one of them is this dude from the UK. Now, I got my UK friend here today, like I, so I'm going to say it, like UK, they're pretty bright people. Make my friend feel good and say amen. Okay, there you go right there. So this is a young guy, and like he's building off-grid. So he lives off-grid, so he builds this stuff, um, by, everything by hand, including this hydroelectric system that powers his tools and all that kind of stuff. And I, I find myself looking at that, and all of a sudden, like, look, like that's, that's so cool. And you take that cabin and put it by a river, right? And that's my place of peace right there. Like just the water flowing and so on like that. So where's yours? Okay, for, for, for some of you, right, um, it's mountain snow. It's talked about snow. Like you're going to go to the mountains, and that's where you find your peace, right? For some of you, it's gardening. Now, I garden, a little, and I love that. And so maybe that's your place. That's your space you like to be at. Um, Christmas tree and lights with the family, yes? Okay, so my wife's been gone for a number of days, and I've been working hard to have the place decorated for when she comes home because that's just like where she just rests, you know, when you turn all the lights on. Okay, that's her. That's her right there. Um, Christmas tree and lights with family. Christmas tree and lights with no family. (laughs) It's just you. (laughs) Vacation in a warm climate on the beach. Yes? Woohoo! Okay, that's, that's your place. Um, money and savings. Okay. Huge re- retirement account or wish. How about this one? Um, maybe this is more for moms. Going to the restroom with no kids. <laughs> so I read someone the other day. How do kids get into the restroom, right? 
Um, the kids go to bed early. Amen. Got amen there. Okay, kids are bed early. And um, my mom, I used to say at Christmas time, because I asked her, Mom, um, what do you want for Christmas? You know what she would say? I just want good boys. <laughs> so, Mom, I'm trying, and I'll talk to the other brothers, okay, about, about your request there, right there. So, um, good, good, good boys. I read this story about this uh, king who offered this prize um, to all the artists in the world and, and offered this prize that they would paint the best picture of peace, right? And so the artists around the world began to imagine what that would look like, and they began to submit their, um, their paintings to, to the king. Um, they came in from everywhere, and the king looked at all the pictures, uncovering one peaceful scene at a time. As onlookers were, were participating, they clapped and they cheered. The tensions grew as like two remained, and the king had not yet made his selection. The crowd hushed when the king um, took the drape off of this one, one um, painting that was beautiful reflection of mountains in the water and the trees and the blue sky, and the crowd thought for sure this was the one that was going to win. And then the king pulled off the second one, the, of the last remaining one, and the crowd kind of gasped because there wasn't blue sky and there wasn't mountains. There was just like storms, stormy, stormy, stormy. It kind of maybe even, even looked like this and, um, picture here that's coming up right now, right there. So it was just like stormy and water rowing and all this kind of stuff. And um, suddenly the king noticed something and it caused him to select this photo, and here's what he noticed right there. Can you see it? A little bird sitting in a nest at peace, regardless of what was going on around it. Now, I'd like for you to think about that for just a moment. At peace, sitting here, regardless of the storm that was taking place. I bet for some of you, this might represent you, the storm. Because you say, that's what life's doing right now. That's what life's doing right now. And you're, you're searching for this place right here where you could just find yourself at peace and at rest. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Matthew chapter 6. If you have your Bibles, I'm just going to read just a couple of verses. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 26, because Jesus paints this pictures of a bird, right? Of the birds in the world and how they don't have to worry. He says, therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious about your life. Or in other words, don't worry about what's going on in life right now. Maybe the, even the storm that's raging around you. Don't worry what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. Don't worry about that. What you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And so you have to pause right there and go like, what am I making life to be? Is the life that I'm living all about the food and finding peace in something over here? Is it about the clothing? What is it about? 
Jesus says, is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And then he says, look at the birds of the air. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value of more value than they? And I don't know about you, but how many would like to be that little bird in that nest that doesn't have to worry about life, doesn't have to worry about all this going on around them. And don't miss in just a few verses, there's this reference um, to Gentiles. Now, Gentile is simply those who were not, not Jewish. And Jesus here in this, this short passage is simply saying this, that these people, these Gentiles, organize their lives around getting food, drink, and clothing. And I suppose then you could add about every other need. But here's what's happening. Like, don't be like the Gentiles who organize their life around gathering these things, getting food and drink. One commentator referring to the Gentiles says this, knowing nothing definitely beyond the present life. Now just think about that for a moment. I know the wording's kind of weird. Knowing nothing, speaking of the Gentiles, Definitely beyond the present life. Now, last week I had you, asked you to do something. That's to imagine what happens when your life in that moment, when your life, your physical life here on earth ends. Because what we talked about is that there is this system of belief that says, like, you're just physical matter, right? So when this life ends, boom, it's, it's over. That is it. Lights out. Nothing more. And so this commentary says, look, this is kind of like these guys. They, they know, know nothing definitely beyond the present life to kindle their aspirations and engage their supreme of ten, attention. The heathen naturally pursue present objects as their chief, their only good. You see what he's saying there? So don't be like the Gentiles who just kind of pers pursue kind of what's happening in life right now. So it's a pursuit of life because, you know, this stuff makes you happy. It's their chief. It's their only good. They just can't imagine that there is a life beyond this physical life. There is an obsession with stockpiling wealth and keeping what I just call life, you know, those things that come at us, the storm that we saw at the beginning, away from them, the harmful things that come our way. That's where their energy is. So we got to come back again. Where, where's our energy spent? In our life. Jesus says that that's not how those who know him as their heavenly father should live. So if you're a follower of Jesus, Jesus says, like, don't live like that. Don't be that person in distress, not living this peaceful life. But you can be at peace if you're a follower of Jesus. Why? Because God will never not be faithful. He will always provide all we need in the present and in our time of need, and in the future. So I, if I can say it this way, like, I was going to be like, maybe God would just say, chill out. Now, maybe he would say that, you know, maybe he wouldn't. But I, I think he would say to you and to me today, like, I, I got that. I got this. In your life right now, I think Jesus would say, don't worry about that stuff. I got you right now. I got you. And some of us are in that place where it's like really stormy, like stuff's going on, and you're searching for peace wherever. And Jesus says, look, follow me. I, I, I got you, and I got that. Here's a true statement I want to share with you. Followers of Jesus can live at peace in a world 
where there is no peace or there seems to be just distress around. There just seems to be like so much going on in our lives. There's just no peace, and there's a pursuit of everything, you know, out here, whatever. Followers of Jesus can be in this world, and we can live at peace. I was, interesting, I was sitting at the stop sign the other day. I, I don't, or the stoplight down here at Bond Road, and I, I don't recall that this has ever happened to me before. But it was just in this moment as I sat and waited, and, and the cars were passing through, and it felt like, they were like doing double speed. It was just crazy to me. And I, and I remember thinking, well, it was just a picture to me of life today for so many people. Like we're dashing here, we're dashing there, we're going here, we're going there, and we're chasing all of this stuff. And I get asked this question like, what about peace today in this life that sometimes seems so crazy? And so I want to share with you just three environments this morning where we can experience the peace of Jesus. And I pray that it connects with you because I know that we're coming from all different walks of life and different experiences. And, we're, and, and a lot of us are sitting in different experiences even, even right now. We're going like, I go to bed distressed and I wake up distressed. That's some of us. And I just want to offer you how we can experience the peace of Jesus in three environments. Number, number one, Jesus is peace beyond my circumstance. You just think about that for just a moment. The circumstance that I am in right now, Jesus is my peace beyond my circumstance. Why? Because your heavenly Father knows you. I don't know if you kind of connected with the worship this morning in, in, in a few minutes we'll be singing our final worship song, our living hope. Jesus is our living hope. But the God of this universe, Jesus, knows you. He personally knows you. Can you connect with that? Yeah? Can you connect with that? Jesus is my peace beyond my, my circumstance. The psalmist in Psalm 139 just says this in verses 1 through 6. Just listen to it. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. This is what the psalmist is declaring. This is our declaration today. This is why Jesus is our peace, because he knows my circumstance. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. See, every part of our life, you're acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. That's how well he knows you. You hem me in behind and before. Just think about that for just a moment. Like you're in front of me and you're behind me. You're my shield and you're my protection. You hem me in and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. So if you struggle with like grasping what the psalmist is saying here, he did too, right? So like it's, if it's hard for you to go like, he knows me that well, like I get that and I understand that because that tension is coming to my, my mind as well, but we can rest in the fact that Jesus knows us that well. He is our peace beyond my current circumstance. Listen to this, when Henry uh, Russell he was a Princeton astronomer, and he concluded this lecture on the, on the Milky Way. A woman came up to him and asked this. He said, she says this, if our world, this question, is so little, 
and the universe is so great, can we believe that God pays attention to us? See what she's saying? So like, the world is so great, right? And we're so little, like, you're saying God pays attention to us? Dr. Russell replied, that depends, madam, entirely on how big a God you believe in. I like that. So how big a God do you believe in? Do you believe in the God of the universe who knows you? I traveled around the country, and maybe, maybe you're this person saying, you know, like, I, I believe that, and, but if you only knew my circumstance right now, it's really hard. It's really hard. I traveled around the world, and on one of my trips, I was in part of the world that is described as the poorest place um, that people could ever live. Half, half the houses are built using um, things that are scavenged up and cement and metal roof and so on like this. And I remember seeing people gathering food from places that um, you would never gather food from. Um, literally, it was, it was like, like a trash heap. And I, I remember asking this question. I was, it so impacted my life that I had not forgotten it over all, all of these years. And it was just this, are there believers that live in this area? And the answer was quick, yes, yes. And they love Jesus. And I was so impacted by their love for Jesus. It cha has changed my life and my outlook on life that the circumstances in life, our love for Jesus and his love for you and me do not depend upon the circumstances. And I was flying home and I remember this, thinking this thought, peace is not a season. It's not a season that comes and goes. So we're in the winter season here in the Northwest, right? And then hopefully it will change. Summer is coming. Spring first, I guess. But the peace that you and I are afforded through our relationship with Jesus is not like seasons that come and go. Peace isn't a season. It's the place that you and I can live in daily. It doesn't rise and fall like the stock market. Amen. It doesn't rise and fall with our understanding. This peace that followers of Jesus can experience daily in this life is understood in the reality that he has gone before us and he knows our struggles and he knows all about those sleepless nights that you're having. Tom Wright, N.T. Wright, says this, Before the Prince of Peace had learned to walk and talk, he was a homeless refugee without, with a price on his head. That's the Jesus that knows you. He knows about your struggles. He knows about your sleepless nights. The Prince of Peace has walked my path. And the Prince of Peace has walked your path. Jesus, peace beyond my circumstance. That's the first environment. The second environment is this, Jesus, peace beyond my understanding. I don't know about you, but how, how many of us, let me ask the question, you don't need to respond, but for how many of us, like we can be at peace if we really understand what's going on in life. Have you fallen into that trap? Because I have. Um, but Jesus is my peace beyond my ability 
to understand. That's why the Apostle Paul penned these words in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Who's understanding? All. And so let's just make it personal. Say the peace of God, which passes whose understanding? My understanding. Say my. My understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This peace of God that's beyond my understanding transcends all understanding. It's beyond our ability to comprehend. This peace guards believers, guards followers of Jesus, guards our minds. Guard, right? It's a military term. It means to protect or, or, or garrisoned by, by guarding like soldiers assigned to watch over a certain area. God's peace garrisons or guards the heart and it guards the mind. Jen and I often like to go up to the forts around here. Fort Warden, right? Fort Casey, Fort Flagler. And so I told Jen, um, if I ever lose my mind, God forbid, <laughs> um, You'll find me wandering around here, you know, uh, because I like it up there. So anyway, but I don't know. We were just up there on vacation this past year, Fort, Fort, K, or Fort Flagler, kind of wandering around the, the bunkers. Have you done that? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, just remember why they were there. They were there to pr- protect, right, and guard. Like soldiers assigned to watch over a certain area, God's peace guards the heart and mind. That faculty of understanding the mind, reasoning and thinking and deciding. We need a guard over our minds. You've been there, I'm sure, most of you, lots of you. I have. You lay awake at night, and what happens? Like, your mind begins to try to figure things out. Yes? Uh Uh-huh. Um, that's what it is for me. Uh, you go like, what's, what, what happened? What is happening? Or maybe this one, what's going to happen? And all of a sudden, you, you start imagining all, all of these things, and you toss, and you turn, and you wonder, maybe, where is God? Why did this happen? Um, I, I don't understand in this environment that we're talking about, Jesus says, it's not about you understanding. It's about trusting me. You toss and you turn. And you're in distress in the sense of peace. It's, it's just not there. And maybe, maybe you can relate even to the disciples on the Sea of Galilee, right? During the evening when the storm came up. Because there are two storms that day. There's a storm on the outside. But there was a storm on the inside too, right? That's why Jesus says, don't fear. So they were experiencing all of that distress stuff, all the stormy weather. But there was this storm going on the inside too. That's why Jesus said, ask them, why why are you so afraid? It's, It's one thing to calm the storm on the outside. But what about the storm on the inside that maybe you're even experiencing right now during these days? Let me ask you a question. Who was in the boat during the storm? Say it. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, 
Huh? During the storm that was taking place, that Prince of Peace was in the boat. He lives in you. His spirit lives in you, and his spirit lives in me. We can turn anxiety to peace by discovering and depending on the one who is our peace, who guards our minds. Jesus is our peace beyond our understanding. And then finally, Jesus is our peace in every moment. So I just want to ask you today, what moment are you living in right now? Because Jesus is our peace in every moment. In every circumstance, beyond my circumstance, beyond my understanding, and in every moment. Paul, Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have received your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation, let's put the word circumstance in there, I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need, and here it is. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's the answer right there. Peace in every moment, peace in every circumstance, peace beyond my understanding. Why? Because we can do all things through the one who strengthens me, who watches over me, and who watches over you. So, where are you right now? What moment are you living in? Struggling for peace? Laying awake at night? How can we internalize the reality that Jesus is our peace? And that's my prayer for you today, that you allow the Spirit of God who lives in you, who lives in me, to do his work. Tom Wright says this, if you have a choice between letting the doctor examine you right away uncomfortable though it may be, and waiting until he or she can do a postmortem, it's wise to go for the first. Right? It's wise to go for the first. So what I'm going to ask us to do, and I realize maybe some of us, like you're like, you just dialed this thing in. I, I get that. But for most of us, why don't we let the great physician begin to do his work right now? Are you laying awake at night? Are you tossing and turning, missing peace? Are you staring into a snow globe thinking like, I just wish that was my life? Because follower of Jesus, that is your life. He is your peace beyond the circumstance, the present circumstance, your ability to even try to understand. We let that go. He's our peace in every moment. That means some of us need to let things go and live these words. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I'm going to pray for you today. I'm just going to ask you in this moment to just offer up whatever it is that's robbing you of your peace. Let the Spirit of God speak to you in this moment. Um, and it might, be, it might be a sense of conviction. We've talked about that. And I go like, don't push that away, right? It feels uncomfortable, kind of. Tom Wright kind of referenced that. Let's let the physician do his work. Maybe you're just trying to hang on to this thing or you're working for this thing and it's all about you. Let's let it be all about Jesus because like the Prince of Peace, he's in the boat. And so maybe you're the one who like 
is seeking to understand, and you're not going to be at peace till you understand, can we just let that go? Can we just let that go and go, God, guard my heart, guard my mind, I trust in you. That's what it might look like. For some of you, it may be stepping into a relationship with Jesus for the very, very first time. I'm going to pray for you as well. For some of you, it may be kind of a recommitment to him and going like, I've been doing this thing on my own. And this is just the great physician saying to you, you need to trust me. And when we do, like, we can just, we can feel the weight being lifted. And I have felt that weight being lifted. So would you join me in prayer? We're going to gather around the table in just a, just a moment. But can we just join together in that prayer? And I'm just going to invite you just to offer up your life to him the moment that you're living into him. So Jesus, I thank you for the peace that's promised to each and every one of us. You know our way. Um, sometimes we do toil. <laughs> sometimes we do work hard for those things in life that we think will bring peace. But I pray that you would just remind us this morning that you are our peace. You are our hope. And we can experience that peace that goes beyond our understanding, even beyond our current circumstance, and even in our current circumstance. It might be the mountain. It might be the valley. It, it might look like to someone else we're in deep need, but we have you. So we have everything that we need. So in this moment, Spirit of God, would you just speak to us, each and every one of us. For many of us, we're just letting go right now. The uh, desire and maybe the, stri the, the striving to understand, maybe that's what we're letting go today. Let's give that to Jesus. Um, maybe it's just the moment that we're in. We're saying, God, this morning I give you this moment and I want to experience your peace. And I pray, Father, you would just come in and you would just lift whatever it is that we're carrying today. We cast that upon you. If you've never received Jesus as your personal Savior, um, you don't know him. Or maybe you've been living a life far away from him. And this morning, you're going to commit your life to him. Maybe for the first time, maybe it's a coming back to him. It's just a short prayer that says, Jesus, I trust in you. I want to give my life to you. I want to trust you with my today, and I want to trust you with my eternity. And I give my life to you. I make you Lord of my life. I ask you to lead me and to guide me in all my life. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, or if it was a recommitment prayer, I am so thankful that Jesus comes to us in our deepest need. And our deepest need is a relationship that with God the Father that was broken by sin that we were born into. But he has come to extend forgiveness to us. Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.